Congratulations. You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the Bay's number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rose. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz, who just learned about Maysoon- lag time. <laughs> yeah, that we're not in perfect real time as though we were in the same room. It's very upsetting. Okay, Maysoon. Yes. I know. Well, someday... That's okay. One day over the rainbow, we'll be back together in person. Oh it my felt God, yeah. a lot more like we could do that sooner before we took a break than now that we're back from the break. Yeah. Wait, what? But <laughs> before we went on break, I felt like we were like, well, when we come back, maybe we'll be in person. Oh, yeah. Doesn't feel that way things anymore. were kind of looking a little better than they do now. Yep. Okay, Maysoon, look, we got to start off with what's really important. Oh, tell us. There is a 20-ton out-of-control Russian rocket due to crash on Earth tomorrow afternoon. Wait, we're recording what? this on Tuesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, we're recording on Tuesday, so this will come out, and this probably will have already struck Earth because it's supposed to be landing on land, Maysoon. Did you watch Don't Look Up recently? No. Isn't that about an asteroid? Yeah, exactly this. I mean, it's really about climate change or whatever, but... Yes, and our political system and how fucked up it is. Okay, well, Maysoon, this rocket's going to hit Earth at about 3.44 p.m. uh, Pacific time. Okay, great. On January 5th, and so you got to be watching out. It could hit in a myriad of places, including Nevada, Montana. It goes right across the Bay Area, maybe. It's very unhinged, this rocket. They're not sure where it's going to hit. So hopefully everyone is safe. What are you talking about, dude? It was shared by satflare.com. Why you got to be bringing this shit up? (laughs) Especially since it will probably already have happened by the time this comes out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well... The number two news item is Cushion Works has a new show opening up. Oh, my God. A Line and Two Shakes is opening Saturday, January 8th at 5 p.m. There's going to be people hanging out, I think, outside and in the Whizburger yeah, parking lot. It's across lot. the street at the Whizburger. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I see. So video artist Kadar Lawrence, cellist Maya Pixley, and dancer James Kirby Rogers perform to a visual score composed in response to the surrounding neighborhood uh, presented by Simone Bailey and Lynn Marie Kirby. Sounds great. That sounds pretty fun. I'm going to go check that out Saturday, this Saturday at five, everyone. Also Also on on view. view Yes. Cushion Works is Gay Outlaw. You got to go check that out. Gay's work is always incredible. Actually, they have a lot of cool stuff going on right now at Cushion Works. They have Gay Outlaw. It's called Untitled Bent Box, and that is on view through uh, January 29th, so quite a while. And then they have another show called The Weather is Nowadays Crazy, which is um, an exhibition between local artist Lynn Marie Kirby and Etel Adnan, who recently passed away, um, who... I think was based, I can't remember if she was based out of Beirut or New York or both. Um, But that's also happening at Cushion Works also through January 29th. They have those two rooms. I imagine they're split in those two spaces. Phenomenal. Did you get your snorkel mask yet? Well, I don't want to. I mean, I have a snorkel mask for snorkeling and I'm going to use it for that purpose. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I do now have like 
the top reviewed N95 masks that I feel pretty good about. Your mood gallery, which is in the Noonan building at Pier 70, building 11. They're having an opening reception for a new show featuring artwork from two Bay Area artists. Okay. And that reception is Saturday, January 15th from 5 to 7 p.m. And there is going to be a performance by Casey Jung at 6 p.m. Um, vaccines and masks are required in the gallery. About Face is the name of the show, and it's a two-person show with Casey Jung and Nikki Nolan. Both artists use their faces in their work. Their faces, once apart from their bodies, carry on a life of their own. (laughs) Disembodied faces floating through the air. That's my own editorializing. (laughs) That's not what they're saying um check that out you can check out their website yourmoodgallery.com Your mood gallery i want to look that up that sounds interesting there's the show coming up at friends indeed gallery they have a new location i believe it's in the bayview i don't know if you get their emails but the it's a paint this artist is a painter their name is michonne sanders and it's called i don't do this for just anybody it opens on january 6th which is uh what's today tuesday thursday i guess and it's up through february 11th but the painting, the the image is so fucking incredible. <laughs> I love this. It's like, oh my god, I love it so much. Like I, I love painting, but I don't. It's not. I, I don't know. I saw this image. I'm like, I gotta go see that piece. Um, in person. what are you about to Nothing. say? What are you about to say? I'm not always. And how I'm dare not you? Always like how intensely moved you? by painting, and I wish that I was. I've tried. I have been working on it. <laughs> That's all. That's all I was gonna say. But this painting. Well, is incredible. It's like it's an image of um, probably like a seven, maybe 10 year old girl. And she's got braids with beads. And she's looking at the viewer, the camera, the painter, the, the viewer in this way. That's like it's the title of the painting is called Self Portrait of the Artist as a Young Skeptic. And it's perfect. Her face is perfect. It's amazing. I don't know. Gotta check, you gotta it, check out. it out. I, I really can't wait to see it in person. I feel so happy when I see it. I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> really weird, visceral, deep response to this painting. <laughs> I love that. Maysoon, uh, are you going vegan? Yeah. Well, I'm, ch- I'm, you know, it's the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year is always when I try to do things to better my health and outlook in life. <laughs> and it always starts off uh-huh. really well and gung-ho. I'm one of those people who can, of like, course. go strong for probably, like, four months. And then I'm like... I'm bored now. Wow. I can go for a long time. Four months is a lot. Yeah, I can go for a long time. But I'm only doing this vegan thing. It's like part of a little program. A little program. I'm just like, I'm going to try this with some friends. It's two weeks. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Vegan and also no grains. So it's kind of not really vegan. It's it's something else that isn't really being defined, which is weird. Because fucking A, man. Not eating any grains. I can't have my oatmeal in the morning. I can't have any toast. You can't have corn? You can have you can have toast. No like no breads and can you have corn? pastas and no tortillas and No corn? Well, you can have corn as a vegetable, but not corn as a grain, you know? It's been interesting. I've been having smoothies for breakfast, which is really not Why my jam. Why can't you have grain? It's just it's just this what is thing. this? Paleo? It's not I don't know what it is. What I guess is it's it? kind of paleo, but isn't paleo with lots of meat? Listen, we don't need to get too into it. Oh yeah, duh, paleo's got loads paleo's of meat. Paleo's loads of meat. So it's not oh my, my favorite word. thing. I don't really know how to do a vegan a vegan and no grains breakfast. So if any listeners have any what the ideas, fuck is this no grains situation? I know. I'm just being, you know, I'm doing one of those weird things. It's two weeks. Anyone can do anything for two weeks. I'm going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. 
I don't feel starved. I did that master cleanse once Ooh. when I was in college because of someone I was dating was doing yeah. it. And sure enough, she quit after like three days. Oh, really? <laughs> and then I just kept going because oh. I was like trying to prove something. Yeah, you're like, I can do this. I did I did go to Rainbow the other that day. That shit is not healthy. What is that? What is that? What's the master cleanse about? The master cleanse is the one where you're just drinking that cayenne oh, yeah, no. pepper lemonade. I've never done that. Don't do it. I've never done that one. I've tried to do, I tried to once do, I tried to once um, observe, when I was in college, I tried to observe Ramadan, which is fasting, oh, fasting while the sun is up, and then you can eat at the sun, at yeah. when the sun's down. I couldn't, I literally mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, I was in college, I was little, I was taking like dance classes, like, I was probably taking two or three dance classes a day, and then in other classes, and you're like running across campus in like upstate New York, where you're like walking a mile just to get to one class, you know? I was I couldn't do it. I got sick after three days. I was like, I cannot <laughs> do this shit. I think the faith probably helps you get through the it. The faith, yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah, the faith is a big aspect. But I do also think, like traditionally, you would do less during Ramadan. But yeah. so the, what I was going to say, basically, the, the diets or the cleanses or fasts or religious fasts, whatever, where you can't eat anything, I just can't do those. That's just not a thing for me. You know what you might have to try once you're done with all this? Tell me more. What? Is there something? Is a little new culinary prediction from Silky and Samara's 2022 predictions. I love these predictions so freaking much. Every year they do predictions. If you want to read all of these, you got to go check out Samara Halperin's it's... Instagram. Yeah, let's just call out a couple favorites. For for one thing, when you're done with your <laughs> with your uh, vegan grain-free time, you need to be eating pixie sticks, but pizza they're sticks. pizza sticks because they're savory. I would try that. Um, no, I wouldn't, but I would be excited for another prediction, which they made, which was year of the teeth. <laughs> that one kind of threw me. I was like, I don't understand that one. I really thought the, uh, I thought a, a realistic <laughs> one or like one that was like, I think they're onto something with this was 3d printed lunch meat for kids. Like I like teddy bears or footballs on your like bologna sandwich on your bologna on your bologna sandwich. I think every single one of these is going to come to pass. I didn't. Some of them, I'm like, I can't I know, believe like it doesn't the 3D exist printed right lunch now. Me, I was like, doesn't that, isn't that a thing? Also, telescoping social distance yeah. lighters. Also really good. I really liked the geriatric fashion alert. High-heeled shoes, but the heel is a four-way cane. So you have, like, really secure, stable. That's another one where it's I'm really like, that good. must exist. I, I can't I believe that, that doesn't really exist. Okay, another one. Indoor-outdoor cat daycare train. <laughs> the conductor picks up a cat that is already inside a portable pellet and loaded onto a cat train for the whole day oh my of god driving and the little around. picture is so cute it's these little kitties and like little <laughs> pods like little individual pods behind a conductor or driver how about marijuana band-aids i thought that was pretty ingenious you just maybe you like you absorb is it kind of like a marijuana patch or that's coming see that's another it one seems i like can't it believe already that doesn't be there. i think they they should really um what's it called patent these one, first of all, Samara and Silky, if you're listening, yes. I really think you need to make a book of these predictions. These are so fucking good. I love them so much. And two, you should patent oh, yeah. every single one of these because they're fucking brilliant. They're genius. They're so good. I also thought the yeah. thermometer visors, you know, where you're wearing like a visor and where there's usually a logo yes. and have like your temperature so that you can just walk around and people just know, okay, that person doesn't have a fever. That person does. I better take them to the hospital kind of thing. 
Yes. That was super smart. Yes. I'm telling you, here you go. Move MUV 72-hour THC transdermal patches. So the technology exists. Okay, so we should probably... They just have to put it in the right form. Okay, Maysoon, here's the deal. We got an email. Oh, we did. I love emails. Thank you, listeners. Truly honest to God. Honest to God, we got an email. Is this like a proper email or is this like someone's PR? This is a real email that I didn't make up. Thank 2022 for real emails. Hi, Kate and Maysoon. I just discovered your podcast oh. after discovering Kate's puppet show at the Bedford Gallery. Hey. Oh, cool. Thanks for your supporting of the art. Was that the Recology show? I had to look up the maker of those puppets, blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, hell blah. yeah. On one of my lonesome social distancing pandemic walks last February, I came upon this flock of wild turkeys. Ooh. Like me, they're in Walnut Creek, where turkey flocks are so numerous, they will sometimes strut around our backyard and down our cul-de-sac. So brazen. One turkey blocked a fire truck coming up our street <laughs> once, which was luckily not in a hurry. But this particular flock had a special natural essence that I appreciate. Hmm. A special natural <laughs> essence? What is that? That's interesting. Well, I don't know. When I think of Walnut yeah, Creek has... Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Walnut Creek has multiple open spaces surrounding it, and it is also the base of Mount Diablo, so it's a turkey paradise. Oh. Okay, and this is from Lisa McElroy. Okay. Or McElroy. Yep. And this is from Lisa. Lisa sent also an incredible photo of many wild turkeys strutting. I'm going to put that... If you want to see this picture, you can uh, look at our look at the show notes at congratulationspinetree.com. And don't forget to submit your turkey pictures for our turkey picture contest to congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast, or you can give us a call or a text message at 419-351-6606. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. I love that story. Um, with the turkey contest or the turkey photo situation we're doing, does it have to be an actual turkey? Can it be something dressed up as a turkey? Can it be another animal looking like a turkey? What do you think? Mm, I really want it to be an actual wild you want an turkey. an actual wild turkey. Okay, so it also can't be a turkey like in the store. Don't do that. <laughs> no, how dare you? <laughs> How dare any um, listener even think of such don't, a thing? I don't think any listener did. I think it's most definitely just me. Mm, I think you were just speaking their mind. Oh, for <laughs> maybe. There, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the Audium in San Francisco that's been around for quite a while. They are, have you, do you know about them, Kate? They're like a surround sound. You go in and there's a wall. There's speakers everywhere. So when you go in for a performance... You sit in a circle and it's a surround sound, literally surrounding your entire body. It's amazing. And they have done like a major overhaul. Like the space has has upgraded completely. I think they have new chairs. I think they have new, just a new system in general. They're, you know, they're going to start. They've always, it's always been this this one guy and I think his son is, started, is, help, is helping him. So it's always kind of been in the family and the sound I think the sound has always been their compositions and now they're finally starting to invite other artists to come in and plug in or play into the speaker system. And they have this new like res sound resident series with three artists, sound artists that are coming in. And it's just like, 
it's such a fucking cool place. I just want to give them a major shout out. It's called the Audium, and it's run by. Okay, we'll put a David link to Schaff. their website in the Underworld. Yeah, go check them out. I don't know how they're managing. I think they have pretty good. Um, I, I th- just thinking of COVID restrictions inside the space, right? But I think they've been pretty on top of all that and distancing and keeping people masked and stuff. So it's safe as safe as can be right now, probably for indoor stuff. But yeah, is that one of your venues to watch of 2022? It's probably a venue I would like to go to more. I'd like to like. Well, something that happened over the break was the, all the Sika invitations went oh, out. Oh, yeah. Okay, but Maysoon, don't you think these Sika people, this is coming, you know, Sika is the award that SF MoMA gives out to local Bay Area contemporary artists. Yeah. Okay, it's obviously, it's nice to be acknowledged. They ask different curators and arts professionals to nominate people. Yeah. And then you put in an application and it is free to apply, but I think they should pay you to apply. And I think they should pay you when you have the studio visit. Wait. Do they give you a little honorarium think, or anything? I think they once do. You get I think the you get round? some kind of. I don't think they pay. You don't? Hmm. <laughs> I don't think they pay. Wait, really quick. When you say that anyone can apply, so it's not. So there's no point in no, nominating. No, no, no. Not anyone can apply. Okay. No, no. Not anyone Tell me can more. apply. You have to get nominated. You have to get nominated to apply. You know this. No, not really. Yeah. I never really like followed up. On- <laughs> Why are they taking nominations if it's just an open call? Well, that's what I wanted to understand because people, everyone, I feel like people are also saying like anyone can apply, kind of a thing. And I was like, oh, really? Then why the fuck are well, they bothering us asking I for nominations? I can tell you that the fucking the they do the application through submittable or whatever, and you could basically just and that's not a closed link. You can send <gasps> that link to anyone you want. <laughs> Wait, have people been sharing the link? That would be great. Just put the link out there. Want to put it in the underworld? Yeah, I'll put the link in the underworld. <laughs> Sorry, SF Mama. We just want to fuck with the system a little bit. Don't mind us. We mean all the best. Well, they can always cross-reference with their list of invites. They can, but that's a bitch. And you know, it's probably the curators that we love who have to do that fucking bullshit work, too. Let me tell you, the curators this year are (laughs) Andrea Nitsch Krupp. Okay, I don't think I know. And Giovanna Vinegas. Great. I hope they pay an honorarium for that studio visit. I thought but they did for like they do, when I'm there's sure like it's that. Not enough money. Is the studio visit the, like the group of finalists? Is it like way pared down to like sixteen or twenty people or something? Or is yeah? So they get the I think they, they get, get a the stipend. big old list of. Uh, I'll you know I'm gonna look it up and then I'll edit it back in. Okay. So why don't you just do your response? Like okay, do one response for they don't pay you. Yeah, it's really too bad they don't pay those artists where they do studio visits because that's a fucking lot of preparation and it's super stressful to have all those people in your studio and you're like years off your life. <sighs> they should consider paying in the okay, future. Okay, now do one. Now do now do a response for if they do pay, yeah. but not enough money. Yeah, that's good that they do pay. I wonder how much it is though. It's, I'm sure it's not enough because I think they qu- demand quite a bit of your time and they squeeze a bunch of people in there, from what I hear. And but you know. Paying artists is what needs to happen, so at least there's a good start there. Okay, now do a response <laughs> like they do pay, and they pay like eighty grand. <laughs> I mean, if you can get yourself to that to the studio visit level, you don't need the fucking show. They pay you like eighty thousand dollars just to come do a studio visit. I would fucking do a studio visit for that, right, Kate? Hell yeah! Oh fuck yeah! I'll have a studio <laughs> visit with fucking Satan for that. <laughs> Meeting at the crossroads. There you go, Kate. 
But are you going to apply still or no? I know you got nominated. You probably got nominated. Yeah, I already applied. Times. Oh, I always apply. Anytime there's a free application, like, I do it no matter what it is. What is the application? What's it? Although I did have a feeling to just put in like a picture of me giving the finger. <laughs> but Katie said, because there's no way in hell I'm getting it. I'm not even going to get a studio visit. Okay. And so it's totally pointless. And I hate SF MoMA and I fucking hate the Fisher family and I hate Neil Benezra. <laughs> And, you know, and I thought we were fucking boycotting SF moment. I did want to ask you what the application is like. Like, how much do they ask of you just for this initial kind of interest? Um, You submit an artist statement, a CV, and I think 15 work, up to 15 work samples. Okay, so really basic. But they don't ask you to reformat it or, like... I'm pretty sure they don't even put a time limit on how much video that you can oh submit. Goodness. So you don't have to, like, cut out excerpts or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because, I mean. <laughs> well, they're probably just watching a few minutes anyhow. They're like, great, next. Of course. You know. I'm sure a lot of them, they're barely looking at it all. No, no, they're looking at everything. They get so many applications. They basically. invited people. They They literally said, hey, you, however many people can you nominate three artists for us? And then we all do because we're like, great, we want to get artists fucking opportunities as much as we can. They're asking every single person for three? Three. We got three. Jesus Christ. So they, they're planning it out. They're like, we want to look at 600, up, not 600. What do you think? Like 300 applications? Oh, my God. What do you think? How many people are they asking to send in nominations? What if each artist submits one hour of time-based work? <laughs> I just wish we could plan this in advance where like all the artists could apply and there's like there's something in there to fucking fuck with the system. You know what I mean? Like, okay, guys, we're going to do this. Everyone download this one app. Go. I don't know. What? I don't know. Not download the app. But what are you talking about? Eco terrorism? Not. <laughs> no. I'm just saying I want it. I want a, a situation where like all the artists are in cahoots with one another and they all go in and apply, but with the intention to take down SF MoMA. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I mean. how it's going to happen through the a- application portal. <laughs> through the application process. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, Kate. Work with me here. It's a new year. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> A show opening at uh, Altman Siegel uh, with Troy Lamar Chu called The Roof is on Fire, which opens January oh, 13th. Awesome. Um, so that's a couple weeks from now. But I would I want to I haven't seen his work in person. I don't know. Maybe like just in group shows. So I would be excited to spend a little more time with. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who know him and who love him. So I'm excited to see that for sure. Wait, I was going to say, hold on one second. Do you feel like we're too chipper? I mean, pe- oh, because everyone's dead. Well, not everyone's dead, but like I know some people are kind of like this year already sucks, and I actually don't feel that way yet. And I'm like, am I fucked up? What's wrong with me? Am I just well? If everyone's sad about am I just sucking, jaded? We got to be chipper to uh, bring happiness. I'm just to jaded the and already used to this fucking world we live in, and don't really care anymore. I mean, what is going on? I don't know. It's okay. I was actually depressed two days ago, so whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> I think we're not too chipper though, because I think it's good to have a. A, a counterbalance? Good, we're a counterbalance some, for folks? Bring, bring some levity okay, to good. the people that are sad. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Phew. We got, we're starting 2022 just how we ended 2021, which is with our friend Alex Harris, Yay. who wrote Birds of Lake Merritt, a slim volume of delightful d- 
delinquency. <laughs> what delightful delinquency? Of delightful diversions about the beautiful birds of Lake Merritt here in Oakland, California. It's an enchanting full-color field guide to 15 water birds found at Lake Merritt from you-know-who may soon Heyday Press. Check them out. Heydaybooks.com. They haven't given us a damn dollar or even acknowledged us at all. If you're from Heyday Books, give us some acknowledgement because we have been advertising this book for like three months. (laughs) For quite a while. (laughs) Okay, so this week we want to tell you about the canvasback duck. Okay, a new waterfowl to excite and enthrall. (laughs) The Latin name of the canvasback duck is Athea vallicinaria. All right, good work, Kate. (laughs) Are you going to make me say it again? (laughs) Yes, say it one more time, please. Athea vallicinaria. Beautiful. And the length of this duck is 19 to 22 inches. Okay. Canvasbacks are another diving duck. I'd say so. Yeah. Now, do you think that's the length? What is that? Is that right. their wingspan? Is that from actually? like the beak to the tail, or is that just the main body of the duck? Like, what do we? Is it like? Yeah. What does that mean exactly? I've been given the length for all these birds. Never questioned what that meant. Yeah. Well, this one sounds well, quite long. They're another diving duck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They're a diving duck that migrates to Lake Merritt for the winter, coming south from the marshes where they breed in Alaska, the Yukon, and Alberta, Canada. Shy around humans, these ducks are most readily found offshore towards the center of the lake. Oh. So you've got to get your binocs out and really take a hard, long look. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. While you might only see modest numbers of canvasbacks at Lake Merritt or throughout the California coast in general, there were once huge flocks of them throughout the state. A Spanish map from 1775 referred to the northern Bay Area marshes as the forests of the red duck. The what? What do you say to that? The forests of the red duck? The forest? Forest. (laughs) The forests. I was like, I don't understand. Of the red duck. However, the throngs of gold miners who started arriving in California in the mid-19th century needed something to eat, and hunting soon became very popular among the miners, and they killed the ducks, they ate the ducks. (sighs) Wow. It seems like that's the story of a lot of wildlife. (laughs) Everybody go vegan. Is or vegetarian. Oh, there used to be tons, and then we fucking ate the shit out of them <laughs> and killed the shit out of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, was that it? Starting the year off on a bright note. Okay. What do you think? Should we do? Should we do a walking tour of Lake Merritt with listeners? <laughs> with people with us in person? Yeah. Not a walking tour, but like, what if we just do a walking tour of Lake Merritt, just you and me recorded and have it be an audio tour? We could do that too. I just thought because we're talking about all these birds of Lake Merritt, we could go out there with our binocs and actually try to look for some of them. Well, I think we should do well, that. Well, you and, and I should definitely do that. So we want to invite like some of our listeners to join us. No <laughs> one's going to join us. We know that from all the different activities we've offered people. <laughs> look, you have to RSVP. If you want to do this, you got to let us know this week. Okay, you and we don't know when it's going to happen. Coming out, and if you don't say anything, we're not telling you when we're doing it, where we're doing it, or how we're doing it. We're just going to go by ourselves because we know you're just out doing other shit. It's a safe activity. We'll be outside. We can wear masks together. Even I know that we've been talking about this for the entire pandemic, but I do feel like (laughs) I have become socially weirder. Oh, for sure. 
for sure. <laughs> Not just you. Yes, you, but me too. And we can just, you know, like be okay with that together. Yeah. I saw my family not on Christmas, but before Christmas. Yeah. And um, I feel like I was even weird with them <gasps> who've known me my entire life. Oh, no, it's so bad. Wait, but do you find yourself kind of easing into it after the initial shock of seeing people or are you just kind of weird the whole time? I think I'm weird the whole time. Because for me, I find that I... I think I've become like <sighs> habitually weird. Oh, no. For me, I've mostly been noticing it's like, it's like um, when I first see someone in person, I'm like cagey. I can feel, I can literally feel my eyes darting in like different directions to be like, how do I get out of here? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> oh no. And then I, and then I settle down. But the initial reaction I think is very uncomfortable for the other person because they're like, whoa, Maysoon is freaking out. <laughs> Oh, God in heaven. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, and then I tell myself, Maysoon, chill the fuck out. This is actually someone you love and really have known forever. Like, calm down. <laughs> and then it, and then uh, it, like, and then like... it settles down. But, like, that initial one is sort of like, oh, God, I don't really want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, wait, I actually do want to talk to you. I really miss you a lot, honestly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's really weird. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll be darting our eyes back and forth from the bridge. <laughs> to the other bridge. To the island in between. This has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine, Pine Tree. Tree. We love you. Bye.